Welcome, you are about to listen to a life-transforming and change-evoking sermon by Pastor Boahima of the Maker's House Chapel International, Hope Arena. We know for a fact that you will be blessed. Stay tuned. Say this after me, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I will become what it says I will become. I will go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Now I want you to boldly slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Say that again. I am a believer. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm excited to be here this morning. It's the first Sunday of 2018. And I believe all of us are grateful to God that we are here another Sunday. But today, something is going to shift. And we have been praying. And I know the Holy Spirit will have his way this morning. This morning, I'm speaking to you on a message titled, The Spirit of Caleb. Or some will say Caleb. The Spirit of Caleb. Interestingly, I was preparing this message when my prayer director also came up with this topic on one of the days. I said, hey, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? You will let them share my message before I come and share it. But it was just for me confirmation that this is... This morning, I sat in my car and I was coming and I tuned in to 88.7 and interestingly, this was the same topic the speaker was speaking. Pastor Wisdom Dafia Mepo was speaking to this topic and I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, your word is established. Amen. Once you have spoken, twice have I heard, glory belongs to the Lord. Amen. So I believe that this morning, strongly, the Holy Spirit is going to minister to you. Avoid all the distractions. Be in the moment. Follow the word. And I pray and I know that God will speak to you this morning. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Numbers, the book of Numbers chapter 14, and I'll read verse 24. Um, you can also turn to Joshua 14, and 6 to 14 is what I'll read. And finally, I'll read Genesis 49, 8 to 12. You can write all of them down. You can read with me as we go along. But write them down so that when you go back, you can go and read it over and over and refresh your memories. So Numbers 14, 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully. And I want you to underline the words, followed me fully. I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Amen. Amen. Joshua 14, 6 to 14. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. And that is the word that I read to you earlier. I was only 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me 
May the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day. Saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance. And your children's forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said. These 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke his word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. The word has been spoken 45 years earlier. Now he is 85. The promise had been made. But he comes up and says, As yet I am as strong this day, as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. And I want you to note verse 12. Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord has said. Finally, turn with me to Genesis. Genesis chapter 49. And I'm reading from verses 8 to 12. And this was the time Jacob was dying. And he called all his children and were blessing them. And this is the blessing of Judah. Judah, you are him who your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down. He lies down as a lion. And as a lion, who shall rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people, binding his donkey to the vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than milk. Amen. Amen. We are in the year of relevance. In 2018, the prophetic declaration has been made that this year is going to be a year of relevance. Relevance in our homes, relevance in our communities, relevance in our ministries, relevance in our workplaces. But this morning, I share this word with you. Because if there is any spirit that you need to be able to become relevant in your generation, in 2018, you need the spirit of Caleb. Bible says that, and my son Caleb had another spirit, a different kind of spirit. And this morning I will explain to you what that spirit and that kind of spirit was. And the Holy Spirit said to me, after the message is done, I am going to anoint each one of you. And that anointing will give you the impartation that will put into you the spirit of Caleb. And it will tell you and it will show you what you are supposed to do. But before I come to that, let me tell you a little bit about Caleb. 
I'm sure all of you know, Caleb was one of the children of Israel. He was from the tribe of Judah. And we know him very well. From the point where the children of Israel had gotten to Kadesh Barnea. And they were going to spy out the land that God said he had given to them. And I want you to note that even though God had promised them the land of milk and honey, it wasn't devoid of giants. God may have promised you that thing, but you have to fight for it. Don't think for a minute that because God has said he is going to make you a man of wealth, or he is going to give you that kingdom, is going to come to you on a silver platter. You are going to have to fight for it. And Bible says that Joshua said was sent with Caleb and ten other people to go and spy out the land. And when they went to spy the land, the fact of the matter is that they found giants in the land. They found that the land was fortified. The city was built with walls. There were many things that would make it impossible for the children of Israel to occupy that land. That was a fact. And they came back and they gave a report to Moses. And the report was this. Ten of them said, we went to spy the land. Indeed, the land is flowing with milk and honey. But unfortunately, the land is filled with giants. Unfortunately, God has said I should take over that business. But there are too many competitors fighting for that business. And I look like I'm going to be lost in the grand scheme of things. You know, when we went and we spied out the land, we looked onto ourselves and we felt like grasshoppers. Grasshoppers in our own sight we felt that this was way beyond us we cannot accomplish it remember God has spoken already but what is God's word compared to the fact of life the fact of life is that I am not able to do it the fact of life is that I don't have an education the fact of life is that the resources are limited but God has spoken and Joshua and Caleb decided to take God at his word they said that even though they are giants in the land because God has spoken we are well able to take over the land that is the first time we hear of Caleb and Bible says that the people were angry they wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb they were so upset that they decided to tell God that God you know what take your promise why when we were in Egypt we were doing well now you have brought us into this place a land that you promised us. Now it is filled with giants and we can't take over the land. Father, kill us in this desert because if we look at the kind of death that we are going to experience in the so-called land of milk and honey, then we are better off dead in the wilderness. And God took them at their word and killed all of them eventually. None of them made it except Joshua and Caleb. And I want to encourage you this morning. Maybe God has spoken a word over your life. Maybe there's a prophetic declaration on where God is taking you. Don't be upset that the giants have arisen against your life. Don't be confused by the facts of life. Remember that as long as the word of God has been spoken about your life, it shall surely come to pass in spite of the challenges and the difficulties. But before we even get to Caleb again, I will give you the ancestry of Caleb. I will give you a little history. And maybe that will put things in perspective for you. I need you to understand that genetics matter. 
History is important. I need you to know where this man Caleb was coming from. Bible says that he was a son of Jephunneh. And Jephunneh was from the tribe of Judah. If you know your Bible very well, you will know that Judah is one of the 12 sons of Jacob of Israel. Judah was the fourth son of Leah. Leah was Rachel's sister. Jacob had been tricked and given Leah. And Leah kept giving birth. Rachel's womb was locked. And, and on the fourth son, Leah was like, I, I don't know what I can do. My husband doesn't love me. But I praise the God who gave me the son. And therefore, he named his son Judah, which means praise. Oh, and I know if you are listening to me right now, that the word of God says that anytime praise is lifted, the glory of the Lord comes down. So whether Judah liked it or not, his name meant praise. And anytime his parents will call him, they will be shouting praises unto Jehovah. So Judah grew up, not surprisingly, and he became a man of substance among his brethren. If you can remember, Judah is the one who said, when Joseph was about to be sold into slavery. He came and negotiated on behalf of Joseph and said that you cannot kill him. He has a destiny to fulfill. If you don't mind, let's put him in the spit, intending that later on he will come back and take him out. This is a man of praise. Praise was on his life. His destiny meant that his life will bring praise unto Jehovah. And, and, and it was him that saved the life of Joseph. That allowed the entire generation of Israel to be sustained. Had Joseph been killed, the famine would have killed everybody in the so-called land at that time. Judah is a man of praise. That was not all. Every one of the sons of Israel was a clan and a nation. And every one of them, like we have in our Akan system, if you know your Akan or your, your I'm sure the other tribes have it, I'm not too sure. But you, every clan, the, the Bretio, the Asuna, the, the, every one of them will have an emblem. Okay? You don't know, please go and do history. It's important because the emblems stand for who you are and your spirit. So whether you like it or not, if your, your tribe, your clan, this is the emblem that represents you, it is your emblem unless you physically take yourself from under it. Okay. But the clan of Judah's emblem was a lion. And that is why we say the lion of the tribe of Judah. And all of you know that the lion is no small animal in the forest. He conquers anything he sees. He's fearless. We will say as bold as a lion. Because the lion, no matter the size of the prey, he will come after you and he will conquer. But interestingly, Judas lion was no ordinary lion either. It is described as the lion's help or the, the, the lion that, that has overconquered everything in its sight. So if you read the, the, the King James Version, it will describe the lion as one that is crouching in his tent. This means that this lion is no more ranting and raging and looking for meat. He has already conquered everything that he has surveyed. And he's resting in his cave enjoying the fruits of his labor which meant that the lion of the tribe of Judah assured them that they will not be fighting forever even though they are lions there will come a time in the life of Judah where he would have finished conquering everything in his sight and he would have been lying in front of his cave which means that even as we are connected to this lion of the tribe of Judah Bible says that there comes a period in the life of every man where you need rest 
you are still not getting me, but we will get there. Caleb was from the tribe of Judah. And, and, and when we read Genesis 41, you saw the blessings that was released upon his life. The blessing from Jacob was that your tribe will be the one that brings praise unto me. Your brothers will praise you. You will represent the glory of the Lord. The scepter shall never depart from the, the tribe of Judah. And that is why David descended from the tribe of Judah. And that is why Jesus Christ, our Lord, descended from the tribe of Judah. And that is how come by this communion and his death. We are all ancestry from the tribe of Judah. So sitting here right now, regardless of your tribe, Asuna, whatever, you are connected by birth. Your being born again as a child of God makes you connected to this tribe of praise. To the same tribe that Caleb comes from. And I need you to understand and to assimilate that. Because everything I am going to talk about Caleb this morning is because his ancestry meant that he was fearless and he was bold. His ancestry meant that nothing faced him. His ancestry showed that he will stand for praise. And that is the same ancestry that you and I have this morning. As long as you believe and give your life to Jesus Christ, what you have done is that you have connected to the tribe of Judah. And the lion of the tribe of Judah should possess your life. That is why the Bible will say that let us come boldly before the throne of grace. That is why the Bible says that you have not been given a spirit of fear and timidity, but as a spirit of boldness and strong bindedness that everything that you set out to do, you should attach it with the boldness and confidence of a lion. Why? Because you are descended from the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now let me come back to Caleb. With this understanding... No wonder that Caleb will go into the land and spy it. And when everybody is crying about the giants in the land, when everybody was crying about the economy, when everybody was crying that it wasn't possible to do well in this nation called Ghana, when everybody was saying that it is too hard, I can't do it, Caleb stood out from among the people and said that that is not true. I am from the lion of the tribe of Judah. For me, anything my eyes see, I conquer. Why? God has spoken his word over my life. And his word is that anything that my hand shall touch shall be blessed. Anything that my, my, anywhere my feet shall step, God will give it into my hands. So damn the giants and the people that live in the land. God is able to give me this land. And that is why he was described as a man who had a different kind of spirit. And that kind of spirit had five main components that I am going to share with you this morning. And as I share it with you, may you begin to be overtaken by that spirit of Caleb. Because I am tired of Christians who are afraid to take territories. We will come here every Sunday and make declarations. Ah, this is the, the maker's house where great people convert. We are taking, we are changing destinies. We are taking territories. But how can you take territories when you are as timid as a mouse? How can you take territories when you are afraid to step out and take charge of your destiny? How can you take territories when everything frightens you about this life? How can you take territories when you don't 
not understand that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of sound mind and of boldness. How can you take territory when you are afraid to fight battles? When the battles are coming, you are running for cover and you are asking God, why me? Why not you? How can you have victory and take territories when you are afraid to fight battles? Who wins victories without a war? So it is time in this year of relevance that we find and acknowledge that God is giving us a spirit of Caleb, the lion spirit, the lion that sees and overcomes and overtakes. This morning I am challenging you that anything that you have stayed away from doing, understand that you cannot take territories until you take a step of faith. You cannot take territories until you are ready to face the challenges that lie ahead. You cannot take territories when you are afraid to start that little business. Why? Because you think and you hear that the statistics are saying that every business that starts, 8 out of 10 will fail in the first year. Why would it be your business? Why would it be the two? Why are you afraid? You are afraid to start at the education because you think that where is the money going to come from? If I start and I don't find money to continue, what is the point? I am telling you and challenging you this morning that this is the time that you take a step of faith because you know the victory will come to those that go into the battle to fight. Caleb had five main things that described his spirit. And the chapter that we read, it was said that Caleb was different because he wholly followed the Lord. Every time you read about Caleb in the book of Numbers, in the book of Joshua, in the book of Judges, everywhere, every sentence where his name is mentioned, the next sentence is, he wholly followed the Lord. Are you wholly following the Lord? His commitment to God wasn't half and half. And I need you to understand it because I am going to anoint you. And anointing doesn't mean that I'm just putting oil on your face for fashion. Anointing doesn't mean that when I put the oil on you, immediately your life changes. No. Sam was talking to me this morning and, and he, he did something for me. I said, oh, when I come, I'll give you back your money. He says, no, you, you make it a double of the anointing since you are going to anoint. Every, you anoint people one, anoint me two. So that it pays. I said, do you know what you are asking for? Anointing means that I am setting you apart to do battle. So the more anointed you are, the bigger the battles. He said, oh, you wait. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. I'll give you the genesis of anointing and then you can understand. But I am, I am saying that as I anoint you this morning, it is coming with responsibility. Enough of believers who sit and wait for things to come to them. Bible says that Caleb is the one who wholly followed the Lord. Ask yourself questions. Is my commitment to God absolute? We sang a song this morning, if I live I live for you. If I die, I die for you. In all my ways, I acknowledge you. Can you say that for yourself? Can you say that I am giving my all? Nothing held back. Surrendering my everything to you. When you say go, I don't struggle. I say yes. 
I will go. Are you putting your own comfort, your, your own for things that you want to do before and above serving God? Are you struggling to commit? The spirit of Caleb means that you wholly follow the Lord. You wholly follow the Lord means that there are no doubts, there are no ifs, there are no buts. You wholly follow the Lord means that even when you don't understand, you do it. You wholly follow the Lord means that even when the things don't make sense, you don't ask questions. It is not about logic. If it was logic, then, then the ten would have been right. Because the, the people are well armed. They live in fortified cities. They, they, they are well able to overcome us. So if, if logic is what we are following, then Joshua and Caleb were living in a fool's paradise. But no, they wholly followed the Lord. They knew that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word was the real reason why the world was formed. Nothing was created without the word. They knew that as long as God has spoken the word, that I am going to to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, that was going to come to pass. Caleb was a man who wholly followed the Lord. When he wakes up in the morning, it's about God. When he sets out out of his house, it's about God. When he's in a situation where he is right, legally he is right, but, 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 but he knows that word that says that as long as it depends on you, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And because that is the word of the Lord, even though I know I am right in this situation, I wholly follow the Lord. Wholly follow the Lord doesn't mean somebody has offended me so I won't show up at church. Wholly following the Lord doesn't mean that God hasn't answered my prayer so, so I am tired, I am not going to give again. Holy following the Lord means that he is your all in all. Caleb is the man who holds. And as I anoint you this morning, let this be one of your prayers. That Lord, I want to wholly follow you. I want to give my life to you. I want to surrender my thoughts, my dreams, my aspirations, everything that I am. I put it at the foot of the cross. I wholly follow the Lord means that I don't go without my word and prayer. I wholly follow the Lord means that I don't come to church every Sunday and finish and run to my car and go and do nothing in the house of God. That is not wholly following the Lord. I wholly follow the Lord means that I live holy. That I strive to live holy. I may not be perfect, but my objective is that I want to live holy for the Lord. So living holy means that I don't walk with my two eyes open into sin and say that grace abounds. Grace abounds. But that does not mean that it allows you to sin anyhow and anyway. I wholly follow the Lord means that I am desperate to get people to Christ. I wholly follow the Lord means a lot of things. And as I anoint you this morning, let that be your prayer. Because if you are going to be relevant in 2018, like we said on the night of 31st, you need to live the ancient words. You need to allow the principles of God to function in your life. Caleb was a man who wholly followed the Lord. He had a different kind of spirit. Caleb had a spirit that trusts in the Lord in spite of the evidence. That is the kind of spirit Caleb has. So he is looking at the situation. He is saying that, you know, I am 85 years old. 
By this time, I should have gone on retirement. If the retirement age was 60 at the time, he's passed by 25 years. I'm sure his bones were a little weak. And, 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 and the, the prophecy and the word had been given to him when he was a young man, 40 years old. Now time had elapsed. Most of his colleagues had died. But he comes to Joshua and says, you know, in spite of my age, listen to me. God gave me a word. And that word was that this mountain belongs to me. So now, if you so wish, give me the permission. I will arise. And I will arise knowing that the land is filled with giants. I will arise knowing that the many people in the land will fight me. But oh, you know what? Because my spirit trusts in the Lord. I know that in spite of the evidence, God will give me victory. I want you to live it connected to your life this morning. What have you been struggling to start? There are no excuses when it comes to God. No excuses whatsoever. You can't say I'm too old. You can't say I'm a woman. You, you can't say I don't have an education. You, you can't say what are the excuses that we, oh I'm too young. Oh, oh, when I grow up a little, I will take God seriously. Oh, oh, you know this thing, this business. I want to do a little more research. I'm try- and the, the one that freaks me is the one that the believer, when he wants to do nothing, will tell you that, oh, I'm waiting on the Lord in prayer. God has already given you the land. Like Caleb, you need to stand up and say, I am 85 years old, but I am ready to take that mountain. Give me that mountain and I will take it. When your trust is in the Lord, everything is possible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Your own understanding is myopic. Your own understanding is limited. How far can you see from now? You can't even determine what is going to happen by the close of today. So how can you lean on your own limited understanding? How can you say that because we don't progress. I mean everybody lives a little kind of life. So I am just doing what my strength can. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him means that remember that he is the one who gives you strength. Remember that it is not your own power and ability that will do it. Remember, in all your ways, some of us struggle to step out. And I am passionate about this because I see us coming in and going out and coming in and going out and our lives remain the same. 2018 will come and 31st will come and we will come and dance and shout and say, yay, the year has ended. But nothing has happened in your life. In the year 2018, I want you to step out boldly and take territories. If you are in ministry, I want you to begin to think about where God is taking you. Do not fear what is ahead of you. Only trust in the Lord. Caleb had a spirit that trusted in the Lord. Caleb had a spirit that dared to move. Some of us, it is not that we don't trust the Lord. It is not that we don't hear the word. If we listen to the messages that come from pulpits, 
and people were actually living the messages. Christians will be the most prosperous in any nation. Oh, we know the word all right. <laughs> I will prosper. God will give me the land. I will make take territories. We, we know the word. We know that, that he, he took my poverty so that I'll be rich. Oh, we know the word. We know that his stripes by his stripes we are healed. We, we know the word. Hey, but I want you to begin to move beyond knowing the word. Caleb had a spirit that said, I am not going to wait. I'm not going to wait. I am coming to you and in spite of the limitations, Lord, I want to move. There's a difference between writing down your vision and your talent, your, your purposes and your targets. And there's a big difference between moving. Some of you have been dreaming forever. When are you going to wake up? You have had the dream. Every year, you write the same targets. Every year. Why? Aren't you tired of the circles? Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of writing the same vision? Oh, this year I'm going to, my, my spiritual life is going to grow. I will read my word one hour a day. I, I, will, I will fast three times a week. Every year you write. I'm going to start my business in this year. And the year will come and pass. Sometimes it is important that you wake up from the dream. Dreaming is good. But the spirit of color means that you don't just dream. You arise and you walk the walk. Not just the talk. Christians love to talk. Oh, name it, claim it. Says who? Manna stopped falling in the wilderness. How many years ago? Like 6,000 years ago. It stopped falling. In fact, even for the Israelites, that manna fell for. The day they went, they touched the promised land. It ceased. If you don't know, go and read. It ceased. Because God said, now I have given you a habitation. So now you have to fight the Canaanites and overpower them and take the land. After you have even taken the land, manna won't come. You will have to plow the ground. You will have to plant and you will have to reap. Sometimes we are quoting the scriptures, but we don't want to apply the scriptures. We are happy to say, and Isaac sowed in the land of famine, and in the same year he reaped a hundredfold, and you are jumping and you are screaming, have you sowed anything? He reaped, yes he did. He reaped after he had sowed. So stop the dreaming. As I anoint you this morning, anything you have been dreaming about, it is time to move. I want to hear testimonies. By the middle of the year, I want people to be come here and say that I had been dreaming about this thing forever. But after this message, I took a step. And as you take a step, I prophesy over your life that God will make the resources available. I prophesy over your life that doors will open as you begin to take a step. Bible says that when they stepped on the verge of the Jordan, the Jordan parted into two. As you stand and you take a step, may doors open on their own accord for you. May God bring destiny helpers to come and support you. As you stand and you begin to walk, may he bring people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. May the winds begin to blow in your direction. The north wind, the east wind, the south wind, the west wind. As you begin to take a step. If you go back and listen to this message and you go back to sleep. And the wala wala. 
Joshua had a spirit of perseverance. Sorry, Caleb. I don't know why I like Joshua. Caleb had a spirit of perseverance. I've talked about a dream. You've moved from the dream. Now you've started to take a step. Oh, then the giants appear. <laughs> the difficulties come. The business is not doing well. The education is hard. You know, that I want to get up and pray. But, but sleep. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. You, you know, the, the excuses. But, but Caleb had the spirit of perseverance. I need you to persevere. Don't give up at the least sign of difficulty. Because sometimes the darkness has to come so that your light can shine. The difficulties will come. It may not be smooth. But understand that if you need a spirit of perseverance, the can-do spirit, the spirit that says that I won't give up, even though I am not going the way it is supposed to go, but I am not going to give up because I have a spirit of Caleb inside of me. I don't take a no for an answer. Even though I have been here 10 times to look for a job, I am going to persevere and I am still going to send out my service because I know that God has spoken that as long as I take a step, He's going to give me victory. Perseverance. It means that you don't give up. <coughs> you don't give up because trust me, the journey won't be smooth. God never promised you a smooth journey. His promise is that I am going to be with you. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. His promise is that as you go through the fire, I will be with you. As you go through the waters, I will be with you. His promise was never that there will be no fire and there will be no water. So if you are fond of quitting at the least sign of trouble, today this is your day. As I anoint you, may you receive that spirit that perseveres. That spirit that says that even though my, my, I, I did my music and I've sold only two CDs in one month, oh, I have the spirit of Caleb. I'm not going to give up. Even though I, I start this and I'm struggling and it looks like it's difficult and many people are rising against me and I don't know why because I thought God has spoken. Yes, God has spoken, but the battle will be hard. You think the enemy is going to sit down and hand you your blessing on a silver platter? You think so? You think that the devil will watch you and do nothing? The bigger the battle, the bigger your destiny. If you are a believer with no battles, you are going nowhere. The enemy is not interested in you. Simple. So I mean, if I were you, I'll be worried if my life is smooth sailing. Nothing is happening. It means the devil is not interested in you. But when your, your destiny is big, where God is taking you, you are going to change and transform nations. When you are going to, to have an inheritance that you leave for your children and your children's children, where you are going to lend to nations, the enemy will fight. The storms will be huge. But today, receive the spirit of Caleb. The spirit that says, us, I don't give up. I am 85, but I don't give up. There are mountains to climb, but I don't give up. There are giants in the land, but I don't give up. Oh, the Nephilim, the, the high-necked people, they, they are all in the land, but I don't give up. Sometimes it makes you even look arrogant. But hey, 
which lion is not. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of the fact that your ancestry is the Judah tribe. Be proud of the fact that Christ has bought you and purchased you and given you that spirit of boldness. Don't let anybody talk you down. Don't let anybody give you impressions that you are, you, you are foolish. Can't you see this is not working? Tell them that I have the spirit of Caleb. And that spirit means that I persevere. Finally, that spirit is the one that initiates. We, we, we usually say proactive. And, and, and I am happy because many of us have that sickness. But I pray that as I anoint you this morning, there will be a reversal. So you are not waiting for the opportunities to come to you. You are going after the opportunities. I don't want to hear again. Oh, I, 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 I was waiting. If they really need me, they are going to call me. Since who? Oh, I, I have this product. But, but you see, I, I'm shy to talk to people about it in the church because I, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. The spirit of Caleb is not in you. The spirit of Caleb will say that I am not waiting. That the promise had been given. Everybody heard at the point when Moses gave him that gift. That this is for Caleb. After 45 years, I'm sure even him, he was waiting. That one day Joshua is going to call him and say, Caleb, do you remember that Moses said we should give you this land? Because everybody here, there were witnesses. But that didn't happen. The spirit of Caleb means that you are going to get out of your comfort zone and chase the opportunities ahead of you. You are not going to wait for somebody to come and offer you anything. That sense of entitlement, spirit of Caleb doesn't agree to that. So you are going after your dreams. You are chasing it. You are running after it. If there's something you need, you are going into your back into your homes. You will take a paper and a pen and you will write it down. This is what I want to achieve by the end of 2018. And I am doing it knowing that it's incumbent on me to chase my dreams. It is not anybody's responsibility to bring you opportunities. The spirit of Caleb is one that is proactive. When you have the spirit of Caleb, even in your office, people will say you are too known. But don't, don't mind. Because why? You will get up and go to your boss and say, I've seen this project. I think I'm able to handle it. Can you add it to my schedule? And people will be like, hey, yes, the spirit of Caleb. And because you volunteer, because you, you put yourself out there, when it's time for a promotion, who would they call? The spirit of Caleb means that you initiate. So even in this church, you are not waiting for Pastor Bohemian to say, let's go soul winning. The spirit of Caleb in you will say that God is trusting me and has entrusted into my hands the mandate to win souls for him. So whether she calls me or not, I am stepping out there and I am going to win souls for Christ. The spirit of Caleb means that you won't sit in this church and, and say that, as for me, I don't know what to do. Because I haven't been assigned anything to do. God deliver you if you have that kind of spirit. From today... 
as I anoint you, I expect that you'll be coming to say, oh, I've identified that this has to be done in the church and, and I am able to do it. Can you assign me this responsibility to do it? That is the spirit of Caleb, the spirit that initiates and believers are lacking in that as well. Ghanaians are lacking in that as well. You employ people and you have to think for them because why they don't have the spirit of Caleb. But I prophesy over your lives this morning that that is turning around in your life, that everywhere you find yourself, you will take a step even before anybody thinks. You will go ahead of them. You will say that I am not waiting for anything to come to me. I am going after the mountain and I am saying that I am well able because God has spoken. And the interesting thing is this. Do you know that the tribe of Judah, there were 12 tribes that were allotted land. But Judah had one third of the entire land space. So there were 12 tribes who Judah alone had one third. The rest was shared among 11. Why? The rest were waiting for the allotments. But Caleb and the people of Judah, they went and said, give us our inheritance. God has said you give us A, B, C, D, and they took one third. And you know the interesting thing again, the land that they took, amazing, it had every land type in it. Bible says that it had vast lands for grazing. So the people of Judah were shepherds. They became shepherds because they had huge vast, vast lands for grazing, for cattle, for sheep. Not only that, they also had valley lands that were good for um, growing grains and fruits and legs. So if eventually Judah, the land belonging to Judah, they became the bread basket of the people of Israel. That is not all. They also had highlands, mountains, good for residences. So that is where they built their homes. And if you care to know, the land that was allotted to them was the land where Sarah was buried in the cave of Machpelah. It was the land where Abraham mounted his tents. All the patriarchs liked the land. It was where Hebron was situated. If you read your Bible, you would know that Hebron was the place where sacrifices were made and priests went to. If you care to know, when David became king, his presidential mansion was in the tribe of Benjamin's land. What are you talking about? It is time that we go after it. It is time to have the spirit of Caleb. It is time to say that I am not waiting. It will come to those who run after it. In this year of relevance, if you want to end the year and say that I have become relevant, you need the spirit of Caleb. You just listened to a sermon preached by Pastor Boahima of the Makers House Chapel International, Hope Arena. We hope you were blessed. Thank you for listening. You can also subscribe to Higher Heights, her personal growth and development podcast at www.boahima.com.